Hello, Flyover family. Excited to be coming at you guys again. And you know what that song means. It means it is time for this week's economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk. Hello, Dr. Doctor. It's so great to be with you. And I'm obviously not in Colorado right now because there's an ocean behind me, right? But we're in uh, actually Pebble Beach, Monterey, whatever the city is here at a uh, uh, Project Rescue Gala. It's a it's a nonprofit that we support as a company that rescues women and children all over the world from trafficking. So I am going remote from a hotel room today. So there you go. Well, it looks cool. And I never get to see you in a jacket, but you go to California and all of a sudden you get put in a jacket, you know, from Denver uh, to California. You'd think you'd be in like shorts and a t-shirt right now, but. You think so, but it is so cold here. It's actually much colder than it is in Colorado. It's wild. Not go what figure. Not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's really funny. It, it, you know, it's so cool. You're there. You know, you're putting resources to uh, a great project like that. You know, my, my, my parents always told us growing up, they're like, you know, money, uh, money just gives you more options to do, you know, cool things. And that's, you know, obviously with, with money you guys are making, what you're able to do um, with the resources, you're able to obviously put it towards, towards good causes like that. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's what I've been trying to tell everybody for 29 years, right? It's like money is not bad. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the money is the is the cause of all evil. No, it's not. The love of money is what mm-hmm. what money allows you to do is is help people, mm. right? It's like this uh, this whole abundance mindset too. To me, abundance is having everything that that you need to live comfortably, but then having enough to really bless the socks off people, right? Yep. So, so that's an abundance mindset. It's not oh, I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be filthy rich, and it's like ugh. That's just yeah. disgusting when people talk like that. It really does. But um, I love I love to give. We love to give as a, as a firm. I know your family does too. Yeah. That's how God created all of us is to do just that, is to be givers and model well, it, model him. I mean, God gave us his son. His son gave his life, right? And and, yep. and promised us, you know, before he, he left, he said, you're going to do much greater than I ever did here on this earth, right? Because yeah. you've got a whole empowerment i mean this is what we're what we're trying to do each and every day imperfectly obviously because we're humans right but but we're striving towards that and it's it's really a blessing to be used by god to impact his kingdom and one thing i love you're our wealth advisor and and what do you do with wealth and how do you position yourself and what do you do with that but well i'd love getting to to be behind the scenes with you and hear more of your stories we had you here in studio to give us you know kind of a longer form interview and you know you didn't just like come from a bunch of money and and uh, and then once you had all this money, now you're just doing this, you know, figuring something out with that. You've, you've had it all and you've lost it all and you've had it all and you've, you've learned how to manage it and how to control it and learned, you know, like people hear money, they think this, this, you know, this, this kind of currency, this kind of stuff. And you've, you've really helped me reframe even what wealth is. It's not just stacking these up, but it could be transitioning to something like this and then transitioning out of that and transitioning into this. And like, how do you manage wealth and how do you control it? Um, and I love that you're our advisor in that. Well, glad to be so. I'm glad to <laughs> keep cutting it from the rooftops every single week to everybody that will listen. Because I do think it's important, you know, um, money is changing. We're, mm-hmm. we're living in a world where money as we knew it, even a few weeks ago, is changing. Yeah. I mean, even in, even in Europe, for example, um, they're, they're sneaking in, 
under the radar uh, digital wallets in in Europe, right? So okay. paper money is going away. The euro is going away as as paper currency, um, sneaking it in with digital wallets. Same thing in America, right? If you look at what's happened over the last year, well, since January first, we're we're pushing about eight hundred billion dollars, almost a trillion dollars of M2 money supply, which is checking mm. safe money markets, has left the building. It's gone. It's like, like they're pulling it out of the system. Yeah. It's like, what? And my, so- my wife and I took our kids. There's a, a big Federal Reserve here in Kansas City. We took our kids to go see it. They have like a kid's tour with all these cartoons, like a little parrot that guides you through and shows you all the different stuff. And at the end of it, the, kind of the big crowning jewel of the whole thing is you actually get to see them shredding our dollars. And I, I'd heard this, that like they do it. And then they give you, when you walk out, you get like a million dollars in cash and like a bag that's like all shredded cash. Uh, so it's unusable, but it's like, it's like the, the, it is supposed to be the bad currency. It's supposed to be the currency that's like, oh, we couldn't use this. It's so worn out. It's so, uh, it's, it's, it's too dilapidated, the cash is, so we're going to shred it. Well, when I was going through there, they had pallets and pallets and pallets. I mean, literally probably hundreds and hundreds of these pallets of cash that look like brand new bills. And they were shredding them as fast as they could. I mean, literally pushing them through this machine. And I'm like, that's not bad dilapidated cash. That's like, if I used to it at a grocery store, I'm like, that's crisper than anything I got on me. And uh, and they were shredding as fast as I could. Well, see, yeah, what, what's interesting. Oh, look at that. So yeah. what's interesting about it is people say, well, this is just a function of people withdrawing money out of the system, right? Because they need it to live on because Biden's economic plan for America stinks so bad. Nobody's mm-hmm. working and inflation and everything else. Well, that's only part of the story, right? You don't have... $800 billion leaving because people have more withdrawals than they have deposits. You have that actually because they are pulling money out of the system in exchange for digital currency, which is all about people control, right? We've talked about this numerous times on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and now this week, as of this morning, reading what they're sneaking through digital wallets in Europe, getting rid of paper euros, right? It's like, this is this is all rolling out I can't say exactly how we said it would roll out because we never said exactly how it was going to roll out, just that it was, right? Yep. Um, but but it's actually quicker than what I thought it was it was going to be. I, I didn't think that they were going to start rolling out digital wallets in Europe like right away. Right. You know, I figured we'd have six months, nine months, a year down the road, you'd start phasing in, but but they're actually doing it right now. Mm. Well, when you think about it, with the pull away from money, they're giving it a paper currency. You've got so much chaos right now in the financial markets, whether it's the inflationary pressures, the political chaos, the geopolitical conflict, the the unsustainable debt mm. that's going through the roof. They have to make a change. They have yeah. to make a system change, right? And And so part of what we're seeing is like just over the weekend, you had Hamas, bomb the living daylights out of out of Israel. Yeah. Right? So on, on the 50th anniversary of the Yom, Yom Kippur War, which was the the most deadliest war and is almost like Israeli history, right? Well, they're doing mm-hmm. it again. Now, uh, like 1,200 people died over the weekend, right? And so yeah. now Israel is retaliating. And uh, Netanyahu said this morning that the world is going to change forever because of this one. And they're putting... I mean, so here's where let's let's put some of these pieces together, right? So he said the world is going to change forever, and they're putting sanctions or or withholding imports into the Gaza Strip, which is a couple million Palestinians in a yeah. in 
one of the highest concentrations on earth, right? It's like densely populated, no food, no water, no supplies, right? And so in retaliation for the Palestinian bombing attack, now Zelensky in Ukraine says these kind of wars and, and attacks on humanity are evil and it's all terrorism. And so now you've got these other nations now starting to get embroiled and make comments about what's going on, right? So so here's where, what is that going to do? What is mm-hmm. this going to do to the economy, right? Mm-hmm. So like if I'm sitting here listening to that, like it seems like another thing that's really far away. And I, I, I have a lot of friends that have turned their their Facebook profile pictures into something about Israel, and it, it's and I, I think it's really good. We need to be praying. But as an, as a normal citizen, how do I position myself, you know, in a, in, a, in a way that that is helpful? Well, so we've got a couple things happening at the same time. Number one, you've got the move towards digital money rather mm-hmm. than paper money which is going to bring it with a lot of extremes to get people to adopt that you're going to have to have conflict, Mm -hmm. which makes me wonder if some of these things are fabricated or, or not. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend who lives in, or it's not lives in, but is in Jerusalem for a bit. Um, Talked to them this weekend. They said, Kirk, something's funky here. Mm. something's really weird because Israeli defense are the best in the world. Like a hundred percent, the best Yeah, a drug goes through at the border and they know it like instantaneously. Right. Totally. Yeah. So, so you had this attack that started to happen. They didn't, they didn't respond within five minutes. Like they usually do. It was hours later, you know, after things are happening and war is escalating. It's like, hmm, why, why to what end? And it doesn't make any sense to me other than, then globally, you've got a, a system that needs to implode for them to actually bring in their new system, right? Hmm. I'm not saying that it needs to implode. I'm saying that they can't have paper money and digital money at the same time. You can't go to digital money where it takes away and strips away everybody's freedom yep. without having a crisis that's so bad that people would willingly give it up, right? So, hmm. so well, what can, else? Can you share something real quick? Um, yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm a millennial on here. And typically, you have my parents who are, are not millennials. Uh, b- but as a millennial, like I see the benefits of the digital currency. I'm like, man, that sounds really nice and effective and efficient. And if it wasn't for hearing from you each week and hearing these things, uh, I-, I think I would be much more on the line of it. I'm like, man, it'd be super nice just to have this and not need to worry about all of, all of this stuff. And I pull it out and I'm like, I don't even know, you know, here you go. And I've already got a card. I mean, it's like, it's like now I just don't have to think about the card. That seems so much easier. And a lot of places have this Apple pay and I can just pay, you know, it's like super efficient. Why is this digital currency direction we're heading? Why is that actually a bad thing? Like the EU is trying to sneak it in. Why would they need to sneak it in under the radar kind of thing? Like what, what are the freedoms that are going away if we switch to this digital currency? Yeah. So you have to look at both sides of the messaging. You have to look at what they're saying and then you have to look at what it's going to do. Right. Okay. So, what they're saying is it's not dirty, right? Nobody's going to steal out of your wallet, right? Because you've got this digital wallet. It's clean. It's fast. It's 365 days a year, 24-7, instant money transfer. No more bank wires even, right? So so you're not going to have to put a hold on granny's check when she sends you 50 bucks for your birthday, right? It's yep. like, oh, you got to hold that for 10 days. We have to verify that the funds are there. It's like, well, that's not why they hold it anyways. In a digital world, they know how much granny has in her checking account, like in a fraction of a second. Yep. They're holding it to play with your money, right? Because they're very under leveraged, I mean, over leveraged, undercapitalized at banks. And they don't, 
you know, when the reserve requirements have been zero, well, they they can't get rid of all money at the same time, right? So they don't yeah. want to take interbank loans. So the system is absolutely broken. So with with digital currency, what's they're going to say, look, when we know the source of all funds, the use of all funds, we can stop money laundering, we can stop human trafficking, we can stop drug trafficking, we can stop all this stuff on the spot because we can cut you off from buying or selling. That's great. Well, who yep. wouldn't want that, right? I Sounds mean, awesome. Seriously. Sounds awesome. But take it one step further. If they can cut off those transactions, they can also cut off yours if your ideology doesn't match up with theirs. So let's just say that you donate and you tithe to a church that they don't like. Yep. Well, we'll cut you off from that. Let's just say that you drive a gas guzzling truck, which everyone in America should want a gas guzzling. Amen. Amen. I've got one. All right. But yep. But where they might outlaw gas guzzling trucks over the next five years. I mean, BMW is wondering if they even continue R&D on, on gasoline vehicle-powered wow. cars, right? I mean, what do you do? I yeah. mean, seriously. So, so what if what if they say, well, Kirk, Colton, you're not in it for for a clean environment. You, you drive a gas car. We want everybody to have EVs. No more gas purchases for you, right? Or they don't like the political party that, or they don't like it that you're actually eating red meat or dairy. Right. Which yeah. So many cities want to start outlawing that too. It's like, yeah, dairy and meat. I mean, well, and I know we're heading in direction with carbon. Like, uh, you know, I, I was watching, uh, the NFL this weekend, obviously watching my, my, my chiefs and, uh, there were like five or six different commercials of these major companies, whether it was United or somebody different that was like talking about carbon emissions and the direction they're heading in. And, and I could see in the future, if they have complete control that they could tie that in together, like, Hey, you know, how much carbon output are you putting out as an individual citizen? If you don't like, then we're going to limit your finances. We're going to limit how, maybe not even how much you have in total, but like how, how easily you're able to spend it or where you're able to spend it. And all, I'm like, just as you do that, it is cleaner. It's a bigger sword for them to hold you down with though. It's bigger. It, it, they're able to control it even that much easier. Well, when, when I was booking my flight here on United, you know, it gave, gave me different options, right? It's like, okay, you can go at nine in the morning, 12, whatever. Right. So, so there's a new column that it was added. It said, this is your carbon footprint from yep. this flight. Would you like to pick one that leaves a smaller carbon footprint? It's like, dang, they're really going after the jugular and all this stuff, right? Yeah. So, so, anyways, that's the the negative effect of central bank digital currency is that it is eliminates all of your privacy and all of your financial freedom when they can cut you off from buying or selling if they don't like you. Now, who wants that? Nobody, right? So you look at that and say, you still have to have. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> I apologize, but they're still going to have. A major crisis, I believe, to get people to adopt their system, which nobody would want the complete right. elimination of privacy and freedom, right? So, right. so here's where even this war in, in Israel, I was reading just this morning before we recorded, they're expecting oil could hit $150 a barrel. It's like 90-something right now, right? So you're yeah. talking about 50% more expensive. Well, already here in California... You know, I was at the gas station yesterday when I got here, $6.91 a gallon. Yeah, it's like that's expensive. So, so imagine it going up another 50% if oil goes to 150. Well, what you're talking about $9.51, $10 a, a gallon? Yeah. Like, I mean, if it doubles, it's not, it's not, it, you know, 
improper Literally, to think it might hit 12. In America, I don't know. People are living at the margin. So crisis, crisis, crisis. Please, government, fix it. Whatever you have to do. Mm. See, people will give up their freedoms, which is why we shout from the rooftops every single show, there is a better way, right? If you want to take advantage of the inflationary pressures, allocate into something that goes up with inflation, a thing, yeah. right? A tangible thing, whether it's gas, whether it's groceries, whether it's a car, whether it's gold or silver, right? Things go up with inflation. Yep. So you're just allocating into that strength because it makes sense right now. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do or what not to do. That's that's your decision, right? But I'll tell you, for me and my house, <laughs> we're, we're allocating into those tangible assets like silver because yeah. it's the only thing that makes sense in a world where everything is falling apart. Can you run through that list again? I've, I've heard you say the list. It's like, what, like, like what causes this to go up? Like you, like there's like a, a set of things that cause this to go up higher. Yeah, I mean, just historically, you look at it. It's like unsustainable debt. Done. Check. Got that. Inflationary pressures. Check. Right. Political chaos. Geopolitical conflict. Those are the four biggies that generally cause gold and silver to go up. Um, cause more traditional asset classes to come down. Um, you can't say this is across the board. It happens a hundred percent of the time, every single time. Right. But, right. but when you're playing the odds and you're saying, generally speaking, this is what happens when you have those paper assets come down because the stock market is a function of revenue. Mm. The bond market is of everything in life is a function of revenue. Yep. Well, when people don't have money to spend, they're not going to spend it. Well, companies, Bed Bath and Beyond, Best Buy, all that are a function of revenue. So if they don't have revenue, their share price is going to come down, right? This is just math. I mean, you yeah. don't have to be Nostradamus to figure that one out, but it's simply just math. And that, when when things start collapsing, the foundations around us are eroding, a flight for quality, people move to something that tends to make sense. That's where tangible assets like gold and silver come into play. I love it. And we, we purchase uh, like consistently as well. We have a predetermined amount each month we, we, we put on there. On the bottom there, you can see it says for a free consultation on wealth conservation. And that's a very specific thing. We're not saying like, like you're going to get rich doing this one thing. Like, like I do think this is going to go up in value. I think this will go up tremendously. But if nothing else, it'll conserve your wealth. I was talking to a friend this weekend about why we choose silver over, over other things. And I said, um, you know, the nice thing for us about silver is it has a floor. You know, it's a, we've talked before, it takes about $18 to actually make an ounce of silver. So it can't go too much lower than $18 an ounce because that's what it actually costs to physically make that silver. So for me, I know that for my family, for my kids, the money that we're bringing in, if I, if I predetermine a percentage of my money that I'm going to be able to put into something that has a floor uh, as things get chaotic, as we have people in the White House that are making poor decisions, as we have people internationally that are making poor decisions, as there's chain reactions, um, our our wealth is going to be conserved. And I think that's a really good phrase for that. Um, so if you want to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott, Dr. Doctor, the two PhD Dr. Doctor, uh, is you can go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page. And it has some great information. It's got some videos. Uh, it's got some some little tidbits in there that you can check out. But also it has this, this fill out your information piece at the bottom down here. When you fill out your information on that, somebody from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you. They'll contact you. They'll set up a time for you to go through and talk about, you know, wh where is your wealth currently stored? Is it stored in this? Is it sitting in a bank? Is it sitting in, a, in, in an IRA or how is it how are you currently positioned and uh, how can we help you conserve your wealth and Dr. Kirk's team is who we trust it's who we go with every single month um, as a family and as a company and uh, super super thankful for him you can also call 
3900-720-605-3900 or go to flyovergold.com. Dr. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us this week. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.